Welcome to a well-built podcast from Biltwell Bank. I'm Don Griffin, Biltwell's Executive for Human Resources, and it's my pleasure to serve today as your host. It's our goal to be the local economic engine that drives growth in the communities we serve. With this podcast, we'd like for you to gain knowledge about current events in banking, to answer some of your most common financial questions, and we'd like to simply connect with our communities in a meaningful way. If you miss an episode, you can access all of our prior episodes from our archive library available on our website, builtwell.bank, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So let's get started. Today I have with me again, Mitch Sanford. Mitch is the president of Biltwell Bank. Welcome, Mitch. Great to be with you again, Don. Um, Let's talk about an economic update. Yeah, you know, as you and I are sitting here uh, recording this today, we are two days away from the Fed's last meeting uh, for 23. All right. And uh, uh, I think all consensus is saying today they will probably leave things where they are, Mm -hmm. uh, given recent uh, economic data is coming out. So um, the, the debate has hot on what 24 will look like uh-huh. rate-wise. So, uh, and as usual, at, for the last 18 to 24 months, it's all over the board. Right. right. Whoever you talk to is the answer you'll get, right? 100% right. Okay. That's right. And I've said this a couple of times in the last week. Uh, for somebody like me, you know, who, you know, uh, try to be fairly well-read, you, you can find – two different opinions from some really smart folks mm-hmm. and they will be literally on on the each end of the spectrum okay not together so um i think what that tells us is just to put it very plainly nobody knows okay right i mean right. It, it, it's really you could support your opinion with either one of those okay. right and have some decent reasons for that um, so I, I, I do think as we move into 24, um, the fed is in what they call today a restrictive rate policy, mm-hmm. right? So they're intentionally trying to slow things down because of inflation. We've talked about many times, um, will there get to be a point in 24 where they do not want to be restrictive mm-hmm. with that rate policy? I think there's a good chance that will be the case. Okay. Um, the when will that start, right? <laughs> right. And then the how much then becomes the next two questions. Okay. Right. So I, I think that are the, those two are the main questions for 24. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the, the, the answers are all over the place today. I think we will get some in 24. Um, you know, one of the things that that is around that is unemployment. You know, is one of those closely watched yeah, numbers, I was right? Ask uh, what about unemployment and jobs? How does that come into that conversation? I think it's a big driver, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And you know, the, the numbers just came out this past Friday, and uh, number of jobs added was actually a little better than expected. Mm-hmm. Now. The market itself was exuberant because they read into those tea leaves soft landing, mm. right? Which is, you know, kind of that uh-huh. debate that's uh, some rhetoric's been thrown around this year. Soft landing, hard landing, those kind of things. So um, 
I, I think if you, we continue seeing some softening in the unemployment numbers, which I, I think there will be some, um, uh, that'll be a big driver as to when and then how much, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the rates will start moving down in 24. Yeah. Okay. So if those rates move too much, not enough, too soon, too late, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. See, to me, that is, that is the thing that is really the unknown. Because here's, here's the thing. It feels like to me that, and, and I'll just use, uh, homes as mm-hmm. an example. Okay. Residentials, homes. Uh, with with mortgage rates jumping up like they did in the last roughly 60 days to 90 days, 30-year mortgage rates was over 8%, mm-hmm. touched up 85 for just a little bit. We, we saw, you know, mortgage applications, you know, those kind of things drop off. Right. Okay. So what that said was there's some people that were ready to buy that because of the rate, which affects their payment, mm-hmm. right, who got out of the market. Inventory levels in homes are still very low. So what it feels like to me is, is that if the rates go down too much, too quickly, Mm -hmm. this inflation the Fed's been fighting really, really hard at now for about 18 months is going to come right back really quick. Mm. Because those folks sitting on the sideline, they start seeing a – you know, a six and a half or whatever, you know, six uh, 30-year fixed rate mortgage, all of a sudden they're back in the market. Inventory levels are low. Guess what's going to happen to prices? They're going to go up. Mm -hmm. The seller's got, you know, more buyers than they've got uh, properties. They're going to raise the prices. Right. So here we are right back on that merry-go-round of inflation. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, my gut tells me that the Fed's going to be very cautious on the way down. Look, if I believe if it if the numbers start reflecting they need to go quicker and go more, I, I think they will. Okay. I just don't think they're going to go as quick as the market wants them to go. Okay, gotcha. Right? And let, let's think about that just for a, a bit about this market thing. Um, again, when the Fed started raising rates, especially when they started bumping them 50 and 75 basis points at a time, again, very smart people, quote unquote, the market said the economy is going to fall off the cliff. Every time the Fed has done this historically, mm-hmm. just wait, here it comes. By year end, the economy will have fallen off the cliff and the Fed is going to start raising rates. You know, that was 12 months ago. They were saying that, Don. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't happen. So we just need to be careful about what the quote-unquote market says is going to happen, especially if the numbers that's coming out don't match up. And right now, I believe we that's still happening because the, the quote-unquote market is saying, you know, rates are going to go down 100 to 150 basis points in 24 mm. And right now, as we sit here today, the numbers don't say they need, the Fed is going to need to do that. So I don't think they will if the numbers don't say they need to do that. Right. right? 
Okay. Yeah. So that that inflation piece, I think, you know, only being 18 months away from a 9% inflation number mm. and the fact that they were delayed uh, or they, they delayed in doing some things they needed to do to start controlling it earlier, I just don't think they're going to be real quick unless the numbers really show them it's time to do that. So I would just say uh, be cautious if if the the primary rhetoric out there, the market is saying one thing and the numbers show something else. Don't fall for the hype, right? Don't fall for the hype. <laughs> All right. Um, what about, you know, we've talked in previous episodes about other issues in the economy or that could affect it, the election, geopolitical unrest. Yep. And, Any you know, thoughts on that currently? Well, look, in the things we just talked about doesn't include any of those, mm-hmm. right? What might happen? What what might start driving uh, the economy and prices and things? Um, look, the presidential election piece, I think, is going to be um, – well, let me say it this way. If you want to be very scared <laughs> and concerned and take your eye off your business and what you and I need to be doing, then then have your TV on 24-7 to watch you know all the stuff about the upcoming presidential mm-hmm. election. It's going to be a mess, I think. So – um, Will that uncertainty make folks, you know, delay that particular purchase or or whatever? It always happens. Um, I do think, though, for if 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 it becomes clear fairly early in the year who it appears is going to win, mm-hmm. then then that concern may be taken off the table. Now, I'm not predicting that'll happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. If by June or July, August, you know, the, the, the polls aren't even close one mm-hmm. way or the other, then then maybe I'm not concerned. Maybe I sort of start counting on whatever that is and mm-hmm. I go ahead and do what I'm going to do uh, one way or the other. Um, you know, the, this, the, the geopolitical piece, gosh, you know, it's one of those things that almost seems today that that's just uh, where we are in the world today, mm-hmm. you know, um, so to say that that what's going on today is is kind of isolated and and we probably won't have that again or something like that I just don't think we can count on that um so I think those disruptions are going to be out there um some are worse than others right, right? So, some are worse than others from an economic perspective um so I you know listen the, nobody can predict those I think we just have to keep our our eyes and ears open and, and see what see what happens on those two fronts. Okay. So with all those thoughts, you know, compiling that together, um, what what do I do as a business owner? Yeah, great question. <laughs> so so let me keep keep that as succinct as I can. I, I've I've used this term uh, a couple of times in the last uh, week or so. And here's the term I'm gonna I'm gonna use is positioning. Positioning basically says whether it's your personal finances, whether it's your business, look at where you are today and then look at different scenarios and see how your current position leaves you if this happens, Mm. right? So here's my financial position today. 
here's my sales, here's my income, et cetera, whatever that is. And if rates go up another one, two percent, what does that look like for me? Okay. If rates go down one or two percent, how does that affect me? What's my position? What does that how does that change my position? Um, if my sales go up 10, 15 percent, how does that change my position? If they go down 10 or 15 percent, how does that change my position? Look, I think um, we, we've seen some things recently where this change, this uncertainty is almost a, a constant, really, much more than it was 30, 40 years ago, for sure. And, and for that, for lots of different reasons. So I think all of us should always be in some shape, form or fashion, check our position. Where, where are we at? Uh, are we are we too? Do we have too much debt so that if rates go up two percent, my payments, whatnot, go up to the point to where it stresses my finances? Right. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, if we look at that today. What one of my goals should be from a positioning standpoint is I want to lower my debt. How do I do that? What do I need to do? Right. Looking at that position. So I think for all of us today to plan for the the uncertainty that we have to live with. Right. Right. Uh, check your position. Check and see what that looks like, given different scenarios. And I, I'm not saying go to one extreme or the other. But it's that constant check of positioning of, of where I am. And, and you know, I think I said this uh, early in the year when you and I were having an, another one of these conversations, and that is I didn't think it was time to go all in, mm-hmm. you know, because of the uncertainty. Um, I think that's still the case. I don't think that's changed. Um, I do think, um, though, that, that check your position and, and check those different scenarios and see where you are and see if you're comfortable with that. You know, everybody's risk tolerance is different, right? Uh, and, and you know, I'm a banker and my risk tolerance is uh, uh, more on the conservative side, right? <laughs> so so I don't want to be hung out there given different, you know, certain scenarios. And so my position is going to reflect that. And if it changes, then I'm going to make some changes uh, in that regard. So I think that's my advice to everybody. Check your position. Test it in different uh-huh. scenarios. See if you're comfortable with that. If you're not comfortable with that, then there's some changes you need to start making. Okay, great. Well, Mitch, thanks for being with us today. Mitch Sanford, president of Biltwell Bank, and we appreciate your time with us. Thanks, Don. Always great to be with you. To our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your day, and we ask that you stay tuned for our next episode and follow a well-built podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Don Griffin for Built Well Bank. Well-built communities start with well-built banks.